Every society, Elio, creates, Menachem, every society creates like what's considered chashev and not chashev. If you would walk into like a certain locker room, you, you know it would be wonderful? If like Reb Chaim Kenevsky would walk into like some basketball team's locker room. In that locker room, you're supposed to, do you know who this guy is? He's the leading scorer. Do you think Reb Chaim would have like, just inside what's going on? Whoa, you're... I don't care for basketball. In my world, oh, Shalom Aleichem, you, you, the backup shooting guard, the starting point guard, it doesn't matter. You created, you know who he is, you created your own social ladder of who's what. There's a world where I'm not mishubed to your, I, I just, you seem like a nice dude, nice dude. I'm not a sports guy, I apologize. How are you guys? Yo, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. You in your sports world that you created, he's the starting quarterback, and all the other guys bowed. It's very nice in the cute pretend world you made. I'm not sure I'm necessarily part of your pretend world. You all seem like very nice. Oh, nice fellow, nice to meet you, buddy. Like, I imagine like if somebody would tell, like tell Reb Shmuel, kind of tell him who he is. He's like the starting quarterback for the. You know, I don't know how to say quarterback in Yiddish. Like you tell Reb Shmuel, tell him who he is. You seem like such a fine fellow. You're a fine fellow. You're a fine fellow. We create who's this and who's that in our own funny ways. There's a world of truth where what we created and made up of who's what and the things we respect where it doesn't have doesn't have a place. We have our own we have our own thing that as society and I, I'm not. There's a world here. And certainly we all try to succeed, but understand that our cores were souls. You walk into the Waterbury dorm, you meet a Bacher, he's a soul that's been sent here. Do you think your, do you know if your soul, now they're not all souls, they're not the same. They're bigger souls and lesser souls, for sure. And each soul is huge. But each soul is a, has a piece of Hashem, infinite. You're talking about souls that were sent here with different tafkidim. Do you claim to know you're looking at a guy like, like you, you're feeling, maybe he's a big, big, a big neshama, a big, big soul who comes. I don't know the sugya fully. Once in a while I meet a guy, I come like, Oh man, once while you meet a guy, you sense this is like something different. You sense, you feel it. And you sense, you're talking about souls. Every, I'm a soul, soul, soul. We're big neshamas sent down here. Now we're in a practical world and we have to figure things out and we have to thrive here. In this world, our soul has to be trained to be a good husband, a good father. It has to figure it out in this world. But we're big souls. When I saw this Shabbos Refisher come, he's not like being nice to guys. Oh, yeah, nice boy, a little kira of like a shmack. I'm so not. You come to Waterbury and you do a little kira of like a shmack. It's not, it's not, it's not like, like, like he came down like, okay, shmack, like, okay, such nice boys, what an opportunity, some cool, nothing to do with anything. He's an authentic soul who sees souls. He like met guys. It was like whoa. He banded, but he's a very he's a neshamadik person who like feels people and was excited <laughs> to be here. He met. He's like whoa. 
it's he was he was he was he was energized and he was excited by a place that appreciates souls. It's not he doesn't see people as broken as it's not what's going on. We're big souls that we have to learn how to flourish here. That's the task of my life and the task of your life. The task of our lives is to flourish here. This is not used and we have taryag mitzvahs. There's a place I was speaking to a bacher. And he was describing me being put down by a rabbinic figure in his life. It happened this morning, I met with somebody. I met with somebody, and they were describing <coughs> going through difficulties from a rabbinic figure. I was talking to him before. I'm not talking about his techniques of Kiruv, that he's a little tough guy, a nice guy, and tries some love. I'm not talking about techniques. I'm talking about who are you? You're two souls. Do I know who's the bigger soul, by the way? We have our funny world. We have an Olam Hafuch. You're going to find people. I'm the Rebbe. I'm the Menahel here. I'm whatever. There are guys who are much bigger souls. I'm a small little soul. There are guys here, I promise, I sense, I can name guys who are bigger souls. I feel it. I, I know it. It's, it's a funny world. In this world, now there's a world. There's a, there's a job called Menahel. It's a little weird. Like you're asked, you're the Rebbe. Oh, the Rebbe. But it's a Rebbe. <laughs> A, a, a gelechter. Now we have to live in this world. There's such a thing of this world, but understand you're dealing with big people, with souls. Once in a while, you have somebody who comes Shabbos, and the way he's naig with people, he's like, Whoa. but he's not saying it. I'm not talking about he's saying. You'd see through everybody here has good eyes. We don't fall. We don't fall for a guy who's like very suave, and as a wordsmith, and says, "Oh, you're a nice boy." Pat, 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 huh? Did that work? I like that. He came here, he was like, whoa. He felt so at home here. It's a world that lives in a world that recognizes as neshamas. Now he mocks the schools. I'm not making fun. Schools try. You think in the class, like the well-behaved boy, that's a good neshama. Then the little energetic guy, whoa, that's a... You know, Mideh's garnished. You're talking... Usually a lot of times young when there's unrest are bigger souls. That's a lot... It's not always true. I'm not equating ADHD with bigger souls. A lot of times a bigger soul. But you could be a goody-goody also. There's an unrest. A soul struggles here sometimes that you can be successful. I don't want anybody to think in a shama kintigdailam that we had big neshamas and we're very matzliach here. Had a lot of atzlacha. This world works. This world works. The world works beautifully. And neshama could be matzliach here. That's the story of you and I are here. And we could be matzliach here. We could be very cool. I'm proud that in Waterbury people are very cool. Because it's my belief that the soul can work in Olam I have a weird thing, guys. Ezzy, I have a weird thing. I think this world works. I'm a freak. My wife and I talk about this a lot. I don't like when a bacher steals because anybody, I don't like when an adult steals. A guy who steals doesn't think the world works. See, Pasha has to break the rules. I hold Hashem's world keeping the Torah works. You have a good marriage and a good life. I hold Hashem's world. I have a Muna in Hashem's world. And I've seen it. Good, good works. If you ever wait online in yeshiva, and you see people who are aggressive and bullying, so and and then the nice guy in the back, uh, the the Morty sandwich, he didn't get as good a piece of chicken. The guy in front was like pushing away. So no, yeah, the big kashimish. 
So you ask, Kalish, the world doesn't work. Mart Chesamovich doesn't have as good a piece of chicken. Kalish, you say the world works, but I hold you way too short-sighted. Wait, wait, see his marriage, see his children. The world works. Live right with good midas, with Ernst Kite, with Emma's Kite. You'll see, you'll see his wife, you'll see his children. Hold steady. Oh, you're judging way too fast. The guy who was aggressive and knocked over, he got such a good piece of chicken. Uh, hold steady. <laughs> Check out his relationship with his Bechar. <laughs> hold steady. The world, Hashem made a world that works. Good Midas work in this world. Emunah works in this world. It's a world that works. Slowly, the world works. I believe that. And, and Hashem made a beautiful world that the right things went out and the wrong things pay. I've seen this and believe this a lot. I can't stand stealing. Anybody who steals doesn't believe that the world works. And Ivan Machleg is it's me against the Ganev. The Ganev holds the world doesn't work and Kalish holds the world works. I think the world works. Now, now when, when, but with souls and Avada, we got it's not an excuse. We got to figure out how to, how, to th- how to thrive here. Hashem made a world. Remarkably, it's the Chiddush of the world that a soul can come here and, and succeed. And it doesn't say that everything's perfect, that everybody's doing perfect things. But to ever view, your view of a guy in the yeshiva, you think I'm stupid enough? A guy comes like, oh, this broken kid. He's bigger than me. He's a big person. He's a big, you, you, you want to rate? You have such good eyes. You know this soul, that's Together, let's figure it out. I don't want to, I always say I want a Rebbe who's mechabit talmidim. I want a Rebbe who's intimidated by people. Do you understand Rai Russ when he comes and has a group of guys like, oh, that guy's in my share? He's scared of you because he's a smart person. Rai Fisher came, he's scared, scared, I don't know if scared's the right word, he's impressed. He's dazzled by souls. Say there, so that, to say we live in a society that identifies people by their struggles. Of course there's struggles for a soul to succeed and of course it's a kunz for all of us to figure it out. How to get our soul flourishing here and we'll work together. We'll work together. I, I went on a walk with one of the guys in yeshiva. I went on a walk, an early morning walk. And he showed me, he told me and then showed me a notebook of letters he wrote to God. There's a youngster, he has a notebook of letters to Hashem. The man has a notebook of letters to God. When I was 17 and I'm 48, I don't have a notebook of letters. To, he has a notebook of letters that the guy wrote to God. I told the guy, listen, I want to work with you. You make me from, I'll make you normal. I think you have healthy things. I think you have health things to work on. I'll work with you and try to get you healthy. I'm one tonight. You work with me and may get me from. He's very, he's very, he's a big soul, a serious, serious soul. Now he has to get his soul to successfully, healthily, comfortably work here. And that's the task of living on this world. But not to see, you're talking about big people, not to be impressed, not that you're so short-sighted to get distracted by things, not to see souls. We were Shabbos to have somebody, an undistracted human being. People ask, how do you work an ayin toiv? How do you become a refisher that you see such good? The answer is to accept yourself. At the point that we stop having insecurities, you just see souls. You see big people. <laughs> if, we were, if, if we were just taken out of the equation, we were all were butterflies. A butterfly flying in the room just sees souls. Like, whoa. 
I say if you take out your own ego, you're happy for people and impressed for pe- with people. You're happy. If you would see a guy, you would take out your own ego and a guy's drinking a coffee, you'd have a happier day. He's having a coffee. Wow, I'm so happy for him. You know what I'm telling you, Mish? If we would take out our own ego and you'd see a guy eating a chocolate bar, you would be happy for him eating his chocolate bar. Bemis, just so geschmack. You'll see when you're flourishing and as times in your own life you're flourishing and you see somebody have geschmack, you're just happy for them. Oh, so, it makes you giggle. You're so happy. Ah, he's having a good ball game. And you see somebody playing ball, you giggle that he's having a good ball game because just, ah, he's so, it's so good for him. It's geschmack. You're, thank, you're happy about it. If you take out your own ego, you're happy for somebody else's success. If you take out your own ego, you see good in others. If we could just be more comfortable and accepting of self, our uneasiness blocks us, puts blockages from seeing good. You take a year who's, who's comfortable with himself, has accepted himself, he comes to yeshiva, he's like, he couldn't get enough of souls. He was like fired up from a place. Off, why does he see it more here? In a place of rigidity, which treats people like meat, Everybody's like marching. Then the bad guy you send away. They're teaching that it's not souls. That's what's studied. That's what's learned. So it's hard to see souls here. It's like you see people, just everybody floats here. A soul walks into the base mansion. Another soul walks in. It's not, try, it's not trying to be crushed and contained. It's trying to be appreciated and expressed. The environments that deal with souls are care about expression. The environments that deal with bodies care about containment. Hold him down. Whoa, whoa, he's levita. He's a soul. Let him, let him go. Let him move. Let him express. He's a soul. A soul's meant to shine. It's meant to pour forward. Then we have to learn how to express our souls. We were put here with a mission, you and I. Learn how to let your soul do its thing. Let your soul do its thing, of course, successfully and healthily. I want to study Parashas Ve'era, but I couldn't help but just appreciate that we had a Yid who came who just loved the Chevra and was so taken by him. We in turn would take, he was taken by us, we in turn were taken by him. <coughs> the last time, that, this is Rev Fisher's first time coming in many years. He came eight years ago and he was starting a yeshiva. I'm telling you the MS. Aryeh Barnett was here then. I'm telling you the Emmas. He came here, no, two yeshivas came at the same time. He's a new place opening up. It's a true story, Ezzy. Rav Fisher comes down. Nobody heard of him. And another yeshiva came also. The other yeshivas begging, pleading, describing what they're going to make. Such a good presentation. It was like wonderful. The guy couldn't take a, he couldn't get the lick, the, the Laffy Taffy wouldn't come along with the guy. People like it, he couldn't take he, he, the soda bottle, he couldn't remove from the table. He was darshaning, I don't know, Dylan didn't take it. He said such nice, everybody was happy for him and loved him. If he wanted to stay here, we probably would have gotten him a bed. But he couldn't get a pickle out of this place. Rev Fisher walked in, the whole yeshiva like followed him. I, I, if I had, I'm telling you, if those were more alive, my raya that the that the bookshelf in the back is, has no life. If it had life, I would have had to hold it down from going. We would have lost the bookshelves here. The whole yeshiva followed him out the door. He liked the guys. It's no trick. 
He saw souls. He liked them, so we like him. Bang! <laughs> he walked like the whole yeshiva. Like, okay, we're going. We're coming along, and he just and he started his yeshiva. Just like, whoa! We all walked out because <laughs> he saw souls. He saw precious people. That's what he saw. It was a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos to be with somebody who has good eyesight, who has beautiful eyesight, who appreciates, who sees preciousness. A wonderful Shabbos. Really electric. Nothing short of the word electric. It's funny, he spoke twice each time beautifully. We should have had him six or seven more times. That was the consensus. He spoke Friday night and Shabbos morning, but it wasn't the speeches. He, the whole Shabbos, he was, he was, his essence was a speech. Just walking around, just appreciate his eyesight. His eyes said so much. Just, oh, he was like connecting and bonding and appreciating. It was, it was a tremendous uplift. I felt it was a electric, really a magical Shabbos. And I'm thankful that we had the Seat Shmai and my bracha. He's not here. There's not a flattery sugi. It's just appreciating somebody who appreciates Yidin. My bracha should be matzlich. He should have chiz yeshiv. should continue to uplift Yidin and continue to teach Torah. And continue to go places and elevate places he goes. That's my bracha. It's interesting. We all have friends. I would love to spend more time with Rai Fisher. My life... This Shabbos was like a dream. I don't get up to here. I got to sit next to Mel Shabbos. To get to sing Ka'echsef with Rav Fisher right next to me, to my right. The more Chash was on the right. He was on the right. I was the left, as should be. And he was sitting right to my right, and we sang Ka'echsef together just for a Shabbos to sing Ka'echsef with Rav Fisher. To spend Shabbos and schmooze and enjoy him was a tremendous gift. In friendship, there are people we get a lot of time with. I'm not zeichet to spend a lot of time, but I feel even in a little time, I feel a tremendous closeness. And a little time goes a long way. I feel friendship. Tools of friendship are gishmak, but I feel friendship. I want to share something on Parshas Ve'era with the Chevra that I'm not sure there's a lesson from the Torah that I'm moved by, but Rai Shapiro Shalashudas a lot teaches us to think, why is that lesson taught here? And I don't know the answer. Things in the Torah are very exact, and it's not, sometimes like randomly you see a Rashi that's inspiring, and it, it moves you a lot, and this Rashi and Chazal move me a lot, Azi. It moves me, Ezi, not Ezi, Ezi. This, this Chazal, Ezi, moves me a lot, but I don't know why it's here, and I'm curious if somebody has a pshat. In the middle of the Makkos, there's Dom, Tzvardeya, Kinem, Arev, Dever, Shechin. All of a sudden, there's Makkos, Barad, the seventh Makkah. And by the seventh Makkah, the Torah teaches us something so delicate and precious. Why is it here? In the middle of Mitzrayim's being pounded, and in the middle of the Mitzrayim being pounded, there's a lesson. Now, the fact that it's during the Makkos, I do understand it. I don't know why it's here by the seventh Makkah. There's deep shot in what the, what the each maka is. And it has to do with spheres, Kabbalistic things. There are ten spheres. It has to do, the Enneagram is based on the spheres. If you care about the Enneagram, there are nine numbers. The tenth is Mashiach. It's higher than we can... is, is Atzilus. It's, it's next to Hashem. So they're, they're, the ten makas have to do with very high things. If somebody wants to connect the seven... The seventh the anagram with Barad, with this lesson, bring it on. These are deep things. But there's a lesson by the seventh Makkah, and I'm sure there's a precision to this, but the lesson is very, very moving to me. 
I apply it a lot in yeshiva and I want to share it with you. During the seventh makkah is a makkah barad, and hail comes min ha-shemayim, pouring down from the heavens and doing a lot of destruction. And there are crops in Mitzrayim, and the tar- every word in the Torah, the Torah is not a history book. It does not record what was, it records what is. And the Torah describes in the Makkah of Barad that there are two, this seems like anybody who learns the Torah, that every word is eternal, every word is part of Torah. And the Torah records this funny thing, that by Makkah's Barad, ha-pishta va-soyra nukasa, pishta's flax, and soyra is barley, Flax and barley, I don't even know what flax is if somebody wants to teach me, but flax and barley, it's like an article, I think, made up the word, but okay. Pishta and, and Saira, flax and barley, Nukasa got damaged. Those two crops got rocked. And Nukasa, they got damaged. Kiasaira Aviva, Pishta Gvoil. Why did it get damaged? Ki asayra aviv. Says Rashi, aviv means it blossoms earlier. Kfar bichra vaymedes bekasher. It already, it had, it had already <laughs> bloomed a long time ago, and it was very, very hard. And sa'ira so aviv is amdab avyeh, it already blossomed. And pishtagvol, both of those... Both of those growing things, as he had already developed the strength, they were both proudly standing pished on Syrah. Since they were hard, when the Barat hit it, they cracked. And that was the end of the Pishta and the Syrah. However, Achitavakusemis, the wheat and the spelt, Lainuku, didn't get damaged, they were very soft. You see their crops that come early and develop early. Those, by the time the Barad came, they were very, very stark. Since they were hard in Menachem, when the Barad hit it, it cracked, and that was the end of the Pishta and the Syrah. But Chita and Kusemes, they harvest much later in the season. So when the Barad fell, they were still very new. So they were soft and bendable when the barad hit it. What's the word for something that's bendable? Malleable. Malleable is something bendable and movable. Pishtan Saira. Word of the day. Yeah, good word. Pishtan Saira. They, they tend to grow and to get ready much earlier. They're quicker growers. Pishta and Saira, Chita and Kusemes are slower to grow. Pishta and Saira are quicker to grow. Chita and Kusemes are slower to grow. Anybody would look at the game, the competition, Pishta and Saira are winning by a long shot. They are proud and stark. And the Chita and Kusemes are struggling. They're very, they're slow growers, Nebuch. Chitans kusemes are slow growers, Martha. Pishtan Siren seventh grades the stark, eh? They mamish quick rowers stark. 
And Chet and Kusemis are very slow growers. They don't develop as fast. And then Shaker of Shakers, there's a massive storm. And the Pisht and Sayrach crack and die. And the Chet and Kusemis, which are slow growers, the Barat hits it, they fold over and came right back up. A betting man of you would be rather surprised if I asked you which one's ready, which one would survive the storm, you might say the Shtarkai. Mm. The Pishtan Sire is much more mature, much more developed. Problem is that the harder it is, when the, when the Barra hits it, it cracks and dies. And the Chita and Kusemis, which are so less mature, less developed, and as such more flexible, when the Barat hit it, it just fell over. Now when the Barat stopped, just rose back up again. That's the Torah wanted to tell us that. Why does Shem share that with us? You have to be like a deep five to give a flippin' hoot about this. Do any of you excited about If you're excited, you're a five. If you want to know your anagram number. Do any of you care about this? Yeah. Like, this is like detox. Are you fired? Sunday, Kalish, I came Sunday, this playoff football, and I came to hear this. Why did Tyrant tell this to me? What's it saying? In the mock of Bar- this is like, Barad rocked Mitzrayim, I don't know. By the way, if you follow the story, Mitzrayim are fired up because something survived Barad. Like, shoo, survived Barad. And then Locust came and killed that too. Okay, that's coming attraction. That's next week's parasha, boy. Some stuff survived like, shoo, yes. And then the Locust came and ate that up too. Fine. Why did Tyre record this? What, what's the point? But the Tyre wanted you and I to visualize this. The Barad came... And it rocked the early growing stuff that was stark, got cracked in half. And the soft stuff that didn't fully mature yet, when the barret hit it, it bent and then it grew. I can't say it enough times. Should I say it again, Daniel? One more time. I can't say that. I'm a very visual learner. It's one of the most beautiful visuals of my life. I need, a, I, I need to visualize it. I'm, it I, could dance. I like rain. This is like the best rainstorm ever. In the mountains, it hails more. I don't know why. Upstate New York, it hails more. I don't see so many hails here. I don't know if for some reason. In my life, I've noticed. I think it, somebody could look up what causes hail. But this was a frightening hailstorm. A barad. And Menach, do you hear the visual what happened by Barad, Menach? Yeah, yeah. Why does Hashem want us to hear that? What do you think? What does that say to Bronner's? Menach? Yeah, what does it say to you? Do you care about that picture? Hashem wanted you to hear this. Amidst this, Barad is like this wreckage. This, man, this is like a delicate lesson and a delicate art picture in the middle of a brutal maka. Mitzrayim is pounded. Mitzrayim's getting pulverized for being bad to us. And Barad came down and killed their animals and killed their avadim. It pulverized the Mitzrayim. And the Mitzrayim was out, was knocked down and killed from Barad. Yet in the middle of this wreckage, Menach, Hashem wants you to know a very sensitive thing. He wants you to know the Pishta and the Seirah. If you would find the flax and the barley, 
You know what happened to the flax and barley, Menach? <laughs> Smashed, dead, gone. Ain't no flax that year, no barley that year, gone. But you know what happened to the wheat and the kusemes, Menach? What happened to the wheat and kusemes? Why? They're slower to grow. Softer. And when the barad hit it, it just bent, then came back. Hmm. Why does Hashem want you to have that? What's, what is that picture? What is that for? This is Torah. It's not like a, some strange, like a nice piece of history. You know, the 33rd pressure. I want us normal people, I don't care, to be honest. What does the Torah record this? Momo. Very good. Excellent, Sushto. Brilliant. Thank you for knowing that. Yeah, exactly. Bilam gave a klala to us of what we should be like, and it sounded like a compliment, but he really was cursing that we should be so proud and healthy. Bilam gave us brachas, but he's not a fan of the Jews. And in his bracha was a secret klala. He wanted us to be so confident, so pampered and spoiled that any shots would break us. And the irony is, and what it's so obvious the Torah is teaching us, is the person who's arrogant and untainted and successful always, and a challenge comes and they're broken because they're arrogant. And the humble human being who might be slower grower and, and, and appreciates things, and things didn't come so easy and fast, and he actually acquires humility along his travels, he actually could weather the storms of life. And it's, oh, I don't know. What I want to say to that, Menach, is that the fact that during the Makais it's taught, I have no kasha. During the Makais is the time to teach us that who survives the challenging storms of life. But I don't know why by Makas Bara this was taught. That needs deep in Yanim by the not for the Anagram people, for those that are spheres, they're pshatim that are said, why by this mak is this taught? That's a very intriguing question. And as we continue to learn in our life, as he, that's something to figure out. And I promise there's reasons and exactness in Hashem's Torah. But the lesson that's taught here is so precious that the humble person who's not arrogant, you see two people and you see one confident, unscarred by the challenges of life and feels, and feels a certain arrogance. When difficulty comes, they snap and break. They have no system of working with this and, and the difficult comes and, and they're cracked in half. And the one who it's been slow and careful and the growth did not happen the same speed. It's slow to grow. It's a more steady process. All of a sudden a challenge comes. Challenge comes and they bend and come right back. It was slow. It was steady. It was something was built with humility. There are two things here to me. Humility and a slow process of something. I have seen even... I have seen two types of masmidim. I, I want you to hear this, and I want to say about the chevra in this row that are learning. I want to tell you about it. I was describing, this morning I had a meeting, I had a friend come over to his family, and I was describing the masmidim, and I told them they're not masmidim. I said there's something much deeper than masmidim. 
There's a certain type of streak masmidim. In the yeshiva, you don't hear a lot of shmuzim here about asmada. I don't want to produce masmidim. I want a guy to learn, yet we have guys learning Yom Halayla. There's a certain type of masmid guy who is streaky. He has a Mr. Seder. That guy who all of a sudden starts dating, you don't see him. Or you see a guy who's like, he's like a broken man. All of a sudden he's balancing dating and learning. And he's like, he doesn't know what to do with himself. Then you get married and have children. Now he's balancing his what? All that is in a world of streaks. I was describing the Bnei Torah that sit at this row, that they have a relationship to Torah. The guy can miss a day, he was dating, he missed that day. The next day, he's back learning Shtark. I dare say the guy can oversleep when he gets to Seder, he's learning Shtark, he has a relationship to Torah. I want to produce people who love Torah, who built a relationship to Torah. That's much deeper, he's not a masmi, he's not, he doesn't have a good streak. Like a streak, a streak as I is like, a guy is, it's not a streak, it's a relationship to Torah, a relationship to prayer, it's not streaks. A guy's relationship to Torah misses a day or two because he was dating, then he, I see these guys, then the guy comes back and he's, mom is back to Seder, I can't believe it, the guys, it's late, in, it's, we're, we're far into this man. It's tomorrow's Rosh Chodesh. Where Rosh Chodesh? It's Rosh Chodesh, is Shvat Nadar. The guys learn a first Seder, but, but what do you mean? I see also, middle of the base mesh, we could sing happy birth. And not just they're not insecure, they have a relationship to Torah. If you're insecure, I don't know, what am I doing? I'm learning Torah. I have a relationship. The guys learn and they keep learning. We're in the middle of sing happy birthday. I look over here. The guy's like fighting. A guy was in the middle of a chabura. He was like hit by a, a wayward candy. He kept going with his chabura. There's a relationship to Torah. And I want to say that that which is built slow and steady as two milas, it comes with the humility. Those that are challenged young and build slow and steady are built with humility. There's a humility that says, no, there's a humbleness to the person, a humility, one, and there's a Kenyan, an acquisition to something that's profound, humble and deep. And it's fascinating that the Torah wants me to know when Barad came hailing down, it broke that which was quick and arrogant and that which was slow and humble got bent and it came right back up. That which is slow and humble takes a shot. There's humility to it. There's a steadiness to it. It's built, it, it grows slow. The slower growing item that doesn't look as strong actually is built to survive storms. And by Makas Bar, in the midst of a hailstorm, Hashem wanted me and you to learn this lesson. Now, it's a very good question. You could either speak to Rai Shapiro, you could think your own, and plan as you go through life. Why does Hashem teach me by Barad? Excellent question. And there's precision where Hashem teaches what. But I just want to learn the lesson that Hashem did teach. That the Pishta and the Saira Nukasa, Ki Asaira Ava Pishta Vol. That which was very, very quick and perhaps had an arrogance to it, a sense of I am stark when the storm came, it cracked. And that which was kita and kusemis, that which was slow. I know many, I, th- there's, there's a guy who learned in the yeshiva. 
There's a guy who learned yeshiva, a beautiful person whose Zayden was a Holocaust survivor. And he has a whole story, but the Zayden in the city was known as like a troubled kid. He had a humility, and they have a whole story. He, he survived and saved his whole family. It's a separate verb. It's a ganza story. A guy who learned in the yeshiva. But the Nakuda was there was humility to this guy. He was humble. His experiences and his difficulties produced a, stru- a good solid, humble person who sensed, I'm human, I'm humble, he had a humility. And challenges of life banged him and got back up. I want to share with you a visual with Revolba. Revolba was somebody who went through a lot in his life. And he's somebody who was an incredible person who who helped many survivors. Revolba, before he became a great mashkiach, started a school. It was a girls' school. I'm probably pronouncing there's a book about it, Lineado or something. I'm pronouncing it wrong. That's the hospital, the place where it started. What's the name of the girls' school? Does anybody know that Revolva started? There's a book about it. it the girls were all orphans, but all of Klaiswa were orphans. So he, Benjamin's right. There's a name, they stayed close, this group. They were grandmothers and stayed close for years. Revolva was involved in starting the school. But Revolva was somebody who lived through difficult times. He was a very built person. And he had humility to him. He was a person who was humble and accepted human frailty. And he had the humility. Revolva was in the middle of giving a shear. He was in the middle of saying a shear. And somebody bursts through the door. Mamish, not, not on purpose. I know the person who knocked him over. The person ran into shear. And something you can, you can picture in the yeshiva. Imagine you, you hear him speak to the Hebra Boisei. So, and a guy runs in and knocked Revolba flat on his nose. Knocked him down. <laughs> he knocked Revolba down in the middle of Shear. Bachram described how he stood up. Like Clinton and continued the Shear. He didn't look who did it. But more than he didn't look, it was almost like he was expecting to get knocked down. The guys described the built person, what they saw. And again, you could be skeptical, but what they saw, and the people who were there, intelligent people, saw somebody who getting knocked down, he had a certain humility. He wasn't, there was a humility of the person who could withstand the knockdown, got knocked down, dusted himself off and continued to share. There wasn't somebody who knocked, somebody of arrogance, somebody who doesn't taste the struggle and difficulties and doesn't relate to struggle can have an arrogance that when they get knocked down, they, they don't know what to do with themselves. They're broken. They don't know what to do with them. Crack. Somebody who's humble and has faced struggle could, take, could, could feel a setback, can experience you bend, they're movable, they feel it, they work through it, they process they went through and they're back up and steigen again. And I think it's an important, all of us can acquire this, the beauty of chita and kusemes, the kusemes and the chita that don't get cracked, for they are soft. What is this? It's the girl's school. You're so sweet. Revolba was born in Berlin. He was raised in a secular Jewish home. He went to University of Berlin. This is one of the great mashkichim of, our, of the last 50 years in the world. Amazing. During his university studies, he became a Balchuva. It's amazing. Mm. 
He became later a Talmud Reb Yerucham Levavitz, which is true. Ah, Bert Lehman, son of Hans Lehman, and the end of the war, he created a girls' school for refugees. Le, le, that's the word, Ladingo. I can't say Ladingo, something like that. I don't. It's it's L I D I N G, and then an O with a mark at the top. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that O at the top, but that's Ladingo or something. Don't laugh. Hashem made him find this shidduch. His wife was working in the school too and he got his shidduch from this. But at 26, Rav Olba started this amazing, this group for refugees. He started a school. Amazing, amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Together, they, these, girls were, these girls had lost their families. He was 26, together with a couple. His friends were married, and they saw a need. People were, and he was a Talmud Chacham, and he was involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shem rewarded him. What? I think it's an island. Is it really? That's the name of the school. It could be that's where it was. Inland Dingle. Yeah, that's where it was. Yeah, that's where it was. Yes. It says that's where it was. Anyway, thank you. It's me. There's a book, there's a book about the school, there's a book, these people would gather for 50, 60 years, they were grandmothers many years, times over, they kept close, all these people whose lives were saved, and they, amazing, a, a story for itself. But the chitak was semes leinuku ki is what I wanted to learn with the chevra, and I wanted to say that, that all of us in our lives, we, all of us, every human being, faces setbacks and difficulties, and we have the possibility, it's not automatic, we have the possibility that through the difficulties we could stay afelis. We could stay soft and humble. Always aware, always aware of our human frailty. And we could stay humble that we're not all powerful. We're amazing. We're souls and precious souls. But we could have the humility of afelis. And when we have the humility of afelis, then even in our successes, when difficulties come our way, we survive storms because of the humility of no Hashem Yazar. Humble people who are built slowly and carefully. There's a line that he says, Shlaima Melech says in Mishlei, he says, Hain may hevel yamayat, instant wealth disappears. Hain may hevel yamayat. Wealth that comes out of nowhere suddenly. It's not built and developed, yamayat, it disappears. But Kaivitz al Yad. But he who gathers slowly, careful, little by little, year by will get a lot. There's first of all the slowness of growth that makes it more, more permanent. And there's the humility of that which took time to acquire. And that which didn't have a lot and appreciated each amount it had, there's nafelis. There's a tremendous humility to that. And the humble people... Even in the face of storms, Lainuku, don't crack. There are many examples. I have to say that this that the Torah brings out during Makas Arba, I feel in my lifetime already, I've, I've seen this. I've seen the storms that break the arrogant and that the humble, humble bend and, and move and, and deal because they have a certain humility of not feeling perfect, of not needing perfection. And they... They're humble and they, they still stick to something strong and gishmak. So the chitigus says, Lainuku kiafei loisena.
Yeah. I don't know if anybody here, and it's something that I'm going to continue to research, why that's taught by Barad right now, I don't know. Theories, thoughts, if anybody has a pshat, that would be interesting. Why would this be taught here in Marcus Barad? What is it about the seventh sphere, about the one of Marcus Barad specifically, that, that, w- that would teach us this lesson of the soft, of that which is humble, of that which is afelos. I have I have serious anagram theories. I don't wanna I don't wanna share it because it's only theories. But if the people know the anagram, you'll probably have it to my theory. What? But it, it's complicated. It's complicated. What? Yes. Very good. Very good. What? It's complicated. That's what, that's why I have to be Mayan, because I know there's two countings. I have to be Mayan. I have to be Mayan. I have a fear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not seven sure. That, yeah, that's why I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because he's right. If you go the other way, it's seven. Depends which way you count it. So. Yeah. Well, it could be. That's. I'm not sure if it matters. Okay. Anyway. That's 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 somebody could be ma'ayin and think about it, but in terms, what did you see, Ravelli? Uh, I was just looking at the so which one do you have as number seven? If you go that way, it's malchus. If you go the other way, it's nasa. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a shayla. It's a shayla. It's a shayla. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Ruve knows the raid. I'm proud of you, Ruve. I'm proud of you. <laughs> If Ruvain's Yain is right, that Netzach, which is the third on the anagram, is, is Netzach is the seventh, which if you count that way, it is the seventh. If you go from the other way, it's the seventh. So then that could be good surprise. If you know what Netzach is, it's competitive. It's how to outdo and survive and strength. And here we're taught that the Iker strength. Rabbi, Rabbi Fisher said a line on Shabbos. He said, Rabbi Fisher said a line, Daniel, on Shabbos that I appreciate a lot. And he said, it's something that he says often, he says, strong people seek help and weak people don't. That was the line that he said, which is exactly the Chita and Kusemis survive for their soft. He said, strong people, you want to be strong to survive storms, seek help, be humble, be, that's the, so that, that was a quote from him. He said, strong people seek help, weak people don't. That was... I was one of Rev Fisher's amazing ones. When he spoke about, he spoke about people who work out and people who work in. I loved his work in line, it was outstanding also. <laughs> the Hever heard that word he said from the Ibn Ezra. That was tremendous. He said from the Ibn Ezra, Avi Rev, Rev, Rev Fisher said from the Ibn Ezra, it says Hashem is Mivakesh the Nirdaf which means Hashem favors or focuses on or seeks out the chaste one. If there's a chaser and a chaste one, Hashem loves the one who's chaste. It says always be from the chaste, not the chaser. Hashem loves he who's chaste. So Rav Fisher said over from Rav Tzvi Cheshen, who said over from the Ibn Ezra, that what's the most chaste thing in the world? And it says Hashem loves that which is being chaste. He said the most chaste thing in the world is the present. Because every second the future chases away the present. 
He said the near, the Ibn Ezra said means the present, and it says Hashem wants you to be present. His mivakish the near, the means that he always wants the present. The Yitzhahara gets us, he said the answer to the guilt, the regrets of the past, and the worries of the future is to live the present. And he said, Hashem's mevakish the nirdif, he wants us to live the present. That's where Fisher brilliantly said over from the Ben Ezra. I thought that was rather amazing that Hashem's mevakish the nirdif, and the nirdif means to live the present. Yeah. I want to sing, we sang over Shabbos a song. I want to say something else on it, but I want, we sang to the tune, we did to the tune of Hashem Rubnei Yisrael as Shabbos. We did with Matt came for Shabbos, and we did that Kalbach. I wanted to sing, we did Vishamru, but to the tune of the Mimkaimcha. Let's start that, Arya, if you can start that.
Thank you, Ari. What I want to share now, it's a Shaila to leave on the table. We're going to leave it on. I hope my wife might not agree with this, but I'm going to leave on the table. Not, not what I'm going to say. I wouldn't say it to leave on. She might not agree. But I'm going to sh- I want to share something that, that I think is an MS that has to be said, that I want the guys to hear well. I want you to hear this badly. I want you to hear something very, very badly. Avi, Ezi, Daniel, I want you to hear this. Yud, I want you to hear this. I think, Akiva, this, this you said, every single Bachar, and Mary needs to hear this also. A Bachar today need to hear this, really. I want you to hear this. A name of our people, names are very, very important. Shmagaram. A name creates who you are. A name is your essence. Names are very, very, very big. One day you're going to name your kid. You need a Ruach HaKadosh. And you have a Ruach HaKadosh, thankfully. To name a kid is his essence. A name is described and is the essence of the thing. It's a tremendous, like... Guts and a chiddush, a parent names your kid. If people knew what they're doing, you're saying what your kid is. Now we have Asiyata Dishmaya, heavenly assistance to name the right name, but a name is the essence of the thing. And one of the names of our people, which means its essence of a yid, is in this week's parashas Ve'era, is Ivriyim. We're called. And Hashem says to Moshe, this is a name that God says is our name. Vayoyim Hashem Moshe, tell to Parai and say to him, Koi Omar Hashem Eloikeyo Evriyim. I am the God of the Evriyim. So God himself names us the name. You talk about a parent, you say, maybe my father got the name wrong, maybe my mama got my name wrong. I hear, Hashem gives a siyat, I hear God himself. Names us Ivriim. We're called Ivriim. What's this name Ivri that God Himself calls us? That Yidden are called Pace. I need you to hear this. What is it, Pitzalel, that we're called Ivriim? So an Ivri means the word Ivri is the same Lashin as Aver Hanar. Avram is called Avram Ha Ivri, and our people forever are called Ivriim. Ivriyim is the power to stand alone. The whole world's on one side of the river, and we are on another side. It's the power of standing alone. That's what it means to be an Ivri. We are wired as a nation. We are Ivriyim. Ivri, 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 Ivri. You Ivriyim. And Ivri is the power that the whole world could be on one side of the river, and we stand on another. Now I want to say, let's say early, I'm, a little history. Early in America, so yeshivas were destroyed. There were very few B'nai Torah in the world. And a couple of yechidim stood up and they had the kayach of an Ivri. It's what we're constructed to be Ivriim. An Ivri is to stand alone. Everybody could say one thing, but I feel the truth. And I could stand alone. I'm an Ivri, as Avrama Ivri did. When we have periods in our history of tremendous success, as we're witnessing today, I believe one of the great struggles of today 
is people feel an ivory when we have success. Like, be a good boy. Be a system player. Be one of the guys. What do you mean you stand alone? Just march. We tell you to learn this at this time. And be a good boy amongst good boys and behave. What's wrong with you? And deep inside our psyche is an ivory. In every means unique and independent. Now I'm not trying to get somebody not to follow a system. Certainly a person should be in a yeshiva, you'll go to a yeshiva, everybody learns for a seder. But you have in you something that can't be crushed. And it's in every a unique sense of a unique mission that I have the ability to stand alone. In our history, when Yidin were going through difficulties, in a way it was easier to express the Ivri. When things were going hard in our history, Avram Avinu was an Ivri when it called to be an Ivri. He was the only one. There was nobody else. And he gave to his children a Kayach of Ivri. Mm-hmm. Now there are times in our history it was easier to be an Ivri. It was much easier because when nobody was learning and a guy went with Aaron Cutler's teaching Tyre and Lakewood and an Ivory showed up and said, I'm going to learn. He was the only guy in his city. What happens to Ivriyim when everybody's learning? When there's a mass and an arm that, and we're not, we want this, we want success. Do we drop Ivory? Does Ivory, are we no longer, it's a name, it's who we are, we're Ivriyim. Then you have a bachar and a yeshiva, like he's, he's like going, why can't you just behave? Because I'm an ivory. Because I'm wired to be an ivory. I'm wired to be independent, to be unique, that I don't just follow. I'm wired as an ivory. It's part of who we are. So how does ivory express? The answer is, and I'm not trying to raise troublemakers. Behave in your yeshiva, but be and learn your own thing that you connect to. Reb Chaim, you know how many people were trying to make, I read about Reb Chaim. You know how many people were critical of his style of learning that just didn't fit the yeshivas he was in? Now I'm not, I don't want to produce troublemakers here, but I do want to be true to be an ivory. So learn, like I said before, we're souls and we have to work in this world. And I'm going to make it, anybody, I'm afraid to, say, to send out the shield. Oh no, don't take Waterbury guys to this yeshiva, that, because they're told in their yeshiva, like not to follow the city. Follow the storm of the yeshiva! But don't stop being an ivory. So maybe Beinah storm, learn something that grips you. We have unique missions with unique sense of the truth, with a unique sense of what we're supposed to do. And you'll always be threatened your every part, your sense. Well, I mean, everybody's doing, can you just behave? Can you just go with our system? I saw the people that are, I saw when anybody in yeshivas, you see people who are successful in the yeshiva system, no question. They're system players. I've seen people rise great ignoring the system, Allah Reb Chaim. Allah the Chazanish, people who did it on their own, and I have seen people rise to prominence in the being system players. I am not promoting not being a system player. I am saying that if you sense inside of you, and I have seen many a guy come here where he's leaving the, the standard system, people are nervous. I have seen many a person who's driven by an every sense that I have to go off on my own and find my own path 
and there's a truth to every. We're wired to be Evriyam. We, there's a part of us that will never just be overcome with a system. Systems are good and systems are helpful. And certainly tap into a system, but never be afraid of the part of you that has a sense. There's an automatic loneliness to be Kosh Hashem. It has, I don't care the guy's the biggest system player, has to find his own unique Kesher. He has to. He can behave like an angel and do well on all his mamish, the exact first Seder as Rosh Hashiva dreamed. The exact second Seder as Rosh Hashiva dreamed. The exact Musr Vada Mashkiach dreamed. The exact night Seder that the night Seder Mashkiach dreamed of. He's everybody's dream. He will have to find his own path. There's no, we're in every, we're wired for our own unique powerful connection to Hashem, it's the name of our people. We'll never lose that. There's an automatic aspect that has to be uniquely mine. My own unique Kesher to Hashem, I can certainly be assisted and should be. It's healthy. Plug into a system. But we're called Evriyim. It's what we are. It has a powerful place because there's a unique mission for somebody plugged into truth that's uniquely he tastes he feels his own unique mission that's just, we're all wired to be in every. There's a reason for it. The Mivakish Hashem has a unique connection to Hashem that can't be systemized. It can't be just following. It's, it's very powerful and real and plugged in to something true. We're Evriyim. It's who we are. Did anybody hear this? This is going to be the word of the day. Tell me the somebody tell me how do you say every in English? What what is it called in English? I would be very who gave me this? Somebody gave me today. Avi Berger gave me said it's not just a laffy taffy that wouldn't have such value to me. My teeth are not the best laffy, but I got it from Avi Berger. I am willing, the guy who knows the English word for an ivory, I will give the Laffy Taffy to. There are two people here I suspect know. Who said that? You knew that? What do you say? Who said that? You knew that, Rebelli? Rabbi, what do you say? You knew that? A maverick. A maverick. I want, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something funny. Pace, I need you to hear this. A maverick. You guys thought it was a basketball team that plays in Dallas. A maverick is an every. Now a maverick, say the word. Hevra, say what's maverick. the word? I need Hevra. We need knowledgeable, sophisticated people here. A maverick is a maverick is called an every. Now in the English connotation, a maverick is not a compliment. Elio, read Ella, just Elio. Google now Maverick and tell us what it says. It's not looked at as positive. Google Maverick. Interesting. Interesting. Read the word Maverick. What's happening, Aaron? Uh, read it loud, Elio. A maverick's an independent-minded person. Now, in English, if you call yourself, I'm a maverick, it's not looked to as very complimentary. And the worry, this, the question out there, are Waterbury a bunch of mavericks? 
is that was, if, if we weren't called the Wolf Pack, the next name, if I coached the team, we'd be the Waterbury Mavericks. Well, we'd be the real Mavericks. We would take the league by storm, maybe pace I What? <laughs> <laughs> if we weren't called the Wolf Pack, we'd be called the Waterbury Mavericks. Now, it's very sensitive. You go right where people, that's like the knock on Waterbury. Are they a bunch of Mavericks? Now, the negative connotation of Should Maverick is it. somebody who purposely tries to be different. Who's different to be different. That's very bad. Be with the system. Be, be part of Ben Abrius. A maverick's a maverick is looked at as like an animal that's untamed. Nobody can claim it. It's a very negative. You call somebody a maverick, nobody can tame him. It's the big question. It's the big question. Of, are you a maverick? Is Dan Kalish a maverick? Somebody names the shiurim. A maverick's like nobody can tame him. It's like a buck that's untamable. That's what's called the, the Dallas Mavericks. A maverick is like somebody who nobody can tame. And Chas Shalom, Avram Avinu is tamed by Hashem. And he answers, and you're allowed to have systems even. This is not bucking systems. Systems are beautiful. It's only saying that there's an aspect of every, of a uniqueness, of an independence, of a lock into truth that is part of the makeup of a Yid. Of course, he could be loyal to a system, but his own unique connection that might express itself by the Bein HaStarim said, I'm being very careful, Akiva. <laughs> so it might express the amount of trouble we've gotten for our guys. If one of you goes to Israel, why won't he join Second Seder? And the guys at Waterbury never... Join second Seder for heaven's sake. Do what the yeshiva, they do a blot and a half every month, every day, every year. Do what the yeshiva does. We could join systems. But there's an aspect of every, there's an akud of every that remains part of our makeup while we're in a system. That a yid has an akud of every. Every is not a guy you can't be tamed. It's somebody who's plugged into a truth and is willing to stand independently on that truth. Something, I had a friend in my shir, everybody would say one way, and he would argue on the whole shir. He wasn't obstinate or stubborn or untamable. He just had a tremendous feel for truth. You know what I'm saying, Ezzy? So, Ezzy's new to the yeshiva. The big question, did you come to a place where we're all mavericks? And the answer is that Yidn have an of every Yosef. There's an accord of every is the willingness and the want to tap into that which you believe as truth, that which you see as an absolute truth, and the willingness to stand alone there. I think every Ben Ali, I don't care how good of a system you're part of, I don't care what system you have, there has to be a, a stubborn pursuit of truth, a stubborn that makes you willing to stand alone. Everybody's doing different. A stubborn pursuit of truth, a stubborn conviction, a stubborn commitment to MS that allows everybody at your work is the, something about him. He stands at. He's locked in. He's part. He's more of. He's one of the chevra. But the son, I picture Yitzi in his company. He'd be so ma'oruv, but there's something stubborn. There's a stubborn persistence of truth. So I said, what do you mean? Everybody here, knock it off. 
He's with everybody. He's part of everybody. But he's an every. So it's delicate. It's delicate. I was afraid I could have shut off the tape. And you, you don't want to put out that you officially accept the title of Mavericks and the Yeshiva. We're still the Violet, we're still the Waterbury Wolf Pack. We didn't change the name, Menachem. You hear this delicate thing, Menachem, about being an Ivory? It's a Midah, it's the name of our people. I think people find it in themselves and we get afraid of it, and it doesn't mean not to play with the system. We're always Mu'arav. We've been wherever we go. We're very. People struggle to understand the Yid because we're Mispalo Bishlaimishamalchus. Wherever we go, we're the most integrated into society. But yet, there's a. If you're just a guy who's a maverick, no untamed person, it's time a Vilda Mensch. We're not a para Adam. We're not Vilda people. We're very tamed, good people. But we have a stubborn belief in truth that we won't sell out because everybody's doing. That every chalak to hold on to, not to be afraid of that every part. I have seen people in their every part learn a certain limud and they're pushed around. What are you? Reb Chaim had that every. And how many people yelled at Reb Chaim for his style of learning over the years? It's pashat like that. But he was an every. There was something that was, that was true to him. That was true when he wasn't. Of course, we rebel him with thought, but there was an every within a system and part of a system and celebrating a system. And yet and yet, an own individual, clearly sense of commitment to truth that allows somebody to be independent. That kayak doesn't leave even when we're a beautiful mass. We want to stay a beautiful mass. It's beautiful. We like, we're not like pining for, for gullus and for difficult times. It's beautiful. That our nation is so large and powerful, and yet it needs the kayak of every. Everybody in their life has to tap in. You'll have, always have times where you won't have all the numbers around you. Today we sit there. You're in every at your Shabbos table when you can stand and, and plug into that which is true. That It's healthy and helpful to create systems, to be part of systems, but ultimately the person's personal fire has to be there. And the person's own commitment and connection, you'll, it will express itself different times in our life. Are you an every? When you're alone somewhere and you have to do what's right and true and not join into the crowd, you will, all of us will be tested in our life. Sometimes growing up with Asherahs, when we're zaychet to have people, powerful people all around us and have the safety, the chizuk of numbers is, is a tremendous chizuk. And that's wonderful. And the chizuk of systems and large yeshivas and beautiful places, you'll ultimately always, all of us, will have moments where the question of Ivries comes up. God names us this name. It's who we are. We're an Ivri. We have that kayach. We have that capacity. Don't be afraid of that capacity to be an Ivri. And there'll be times in your life where you have to fiercely stand up for what's true in the face of not everybody around you doing what's true. And you'll have to say the word fiercely, beautifully, humbly, with kindness. Avram is the Ivri. Avram is the ultimate kind person in the world. And he's an Ivri. is fascinating. Avram is Mu'urib bein Avriyas, yet he has the Kayach. In the parasha, God calls us Ivriyim. To me, that's energizing. It's a force that's within us all. I wanted to share that force with the Chevra. Let us quickly get to Mincha. There'll be a Mincha next door in Second Seder in here.